Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince? They exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Hello and welcome to the Raw Preview. I'm Adam Wilborn from What Culture, joined by one of the Dudley Boys, Michael Sidgwick from What Culture, to look ahead to tonight's episode of Monday Night Raw. But before we get into it, if you're a fan of this sort of thing, make sure you subscribe to What Culture Wrestling on either iTunes, Spotify, wherever you get your podcasts from, for daily wrestling podcasts where we not only review Monday Night Raw but also Friday Night Special. Rampage, pay-per-views, premium live events. We have interviews, roundtable discussions, and a roundup of the week complete with a bloody good quiz, of course, on rest of culture. As I said, though, join my Michael Sidgwick to look ahead to tonight's episode of I'm enjoying this. My voice is a bit buggered after Revolution live stream, so it fits perfectly with the uh, opening introduction that I haven't got on a while for Monday Night Raw. But how are you feeling ahead of tonight's show, Sidge? Nothing. <laughs> are you I'm, all? I'm well, I don't want to. I don't want to cross the streams too much. But are you a bit burnt out after Revolution? Yes, I thought Revolution was absolutely incredible. I'm going to enjoy every night this week. I've decided before I go to bed, I'm going to watch like two matches from the show again. Nice. I don't have the time to do the whole thing on one night. So I've you know kids, put them to bed, make the tea. <laughs> Come on, kids, sit bed. down. Let's watch the dog collar match. Let's watch uh, CM Punk. Break the mood of scale, and it's awesome. Um, so yeah, I'm gonna just treat myself to watching it in a more digestible. I didn't think it was too long. Um, I missed the buy-in. I will definitely talk more about this on the and uh, the dynamite preview. Yeah, which is gonna double as a full gear rev, uh, revolution review for me. Um, because I missed the podcast this morning. You can check out my thoughts, long form written on whatculture.com/slash WWE 12 match star ratings for AEW Revolution 2022. So I won't talk about it, but yeah, I just want to watch that again. I do not want to watch the show that I'm previewing right now. Not only is it WWE, I've just got, I like pro wrestling and not sports entertainment. I kind of put it more succinctly than that. But like, not only is it a WWE show that I've got to watch, but all the bollocks, all the intrigue, all the really like interesting freak show stuff. It's not even happening anymore. So you're joking me. Like the Cody Rhodes talks have fizzled out. Austin said, what match? I'm not going to, I'll do the WrestleMania 32, every other Raw Legends Night Stunner deal, but I'm not working a match. 
And McMahon's not doing it either. We're getting Austin Theory. So the three things, other than, you know, I do think Roman Brock has been built tremendously. But the three things that were like, right, chaos could either be just an absolute master plan or this incredible, desperate freak show. Those three things have gone, it would appear. So how could I possibly care on an earnest level? I I can't. I'm heartbroken. Yeah, I will say uh, there is one thing I'm genuinely excited about for tonight's Monday Night Raw, which is, which is a rarity. Uh, before we move on, not to pile on WWE, but I have to get your thoughts because this weekend was dominated conversation of two things, Sige. AW Revolution and right up until it happened, WWE's MSG show and Brock Lesnar's mystery opponent for the WWE Championship. I have to say, I wasn't one of those people who stayed awake refreshing my Twitter feed to find out if it returned Cody Rhodes at a house show in Madison Square Garden. But when I woke up on Sunday and you know that, you know, Twitter does that thing where it's like brand new tweets, obviously, but also if you haven't been on in a while, it's like, here's some popular tweets you might have missed effectively. The combination of people going, oh my God, what, like, who's it going to be? MSG, like anything could happen. And then it being like, Oh, it's an Austin Theory squash was perversely entertaining to me. I love this. I must have been asleep when I think it was Sean Rossap. I'm not saying he's a liar. He's one of the most reliable scoopsters in the biz. No I'm not saying he's a liar. as we say. Indeed. Um, I'm not saying he was lying. I'm fairly certain, in fact, very much certain that the info, the intel he got from WWE was correct. They were being very secretive about the MSG plans. Um, so this sort of led people to connect some dots. Like, with they're being secret, they must have something huge. What is the only huge thing they have? The rumoured Cody debut, which at that point was hanging in the balance. It's now trending towards it not happening, which is wild in itself. But realistically, people, what do they have? What do they have that could have caused a seismic shock at the MSG show? If the Cody thing was never going to happen at MSG, that's always going to be a TV thing. If it was ever going to happen, that would be spoiled. And, you know, maybe rightfully so. So if it wasn't going to be the Cody thing and you're looking for like this, this replacement for Brock, uh, for Bobby Lashley, who could it possibly be that WWE are so secretive about? that they're not telling anyone. They're, they're saying, like, keep everything on lockdown because people can't know this amazing surprise. Yeah. What was it? What was it? Who they pushed? Not just who can they bring in. They've already brought in Goldberg and he had the match with Roman and it was what it was and people didn't really give a toss about it. It's People have forgotten it's happened. So it's not going to be Goldberg. It's not going to be Austin because people know that if he's going to do anything, it's going to be with Kevin Owens. Um, it's probably not going to be Cody because they would do it, on, do it on TV. Who is a heavily pushed prospect in that company that could theoretically disrupt plans, these secret plans, and take the title off Brock MSG? They've got nay one. Mm. They push nay one. You like, what are you doing staying up? <laughs> Have a lie in. You can't even watch it. It's a house show. It's refreshing <laughs> in the morning. Who, who on earth is it going to be? Who do they push? What do they do that's fun and interesting and shocking? Grow up is my message to the people who still defend this company, still think that this company is capable of great, cool, shocking things. I would offer two words of advice. Grow up. 
this company that you shill for or stand for, and it, as I see a lot of shilling and it makes me sick, this company that you shill for is not the company that made your upbringing that little bit better. Made my upbringing a little bit better, certainly. I, I loved it. I loved I loved me a WWF. When I was a when I was a young Sidgwick, loved it. Guess what? I grew up. I grew up, and I watched with a detached glare over the years as they did nothing to hold my interest because I realized, hang on, if I've got this thing, it's called um, a memory. If I have this thing called a memory and I use it, I know not to get excited. If you still conflate your happy childhood and adolescent memories with this version of the company, and you are, and people who don't listen to this might think this is amusing. If you're biased to those initials because they might have helped you out of a jam when you needed some escapism, a young, tender part of your life. Guess what, guy? Grow up. <laughs> Grow up. Develop this thing called a memory. Yeah? And apply it to these situations, and you will not get disappointed. Like, what a fool you are. <laughs> Absolutely, you are to believe. Absolutely, and check out this segue, Sidgwick. Easy for me to say. If you're angry about what Sid just said, there, he's just telling the truth. And if you're going on Twitter right now and, and tagging him or me at M Sidgwick, at Adam Wilborn, at What Culture WWE, and you're about to just slag us all off, do you know what I'll say to them, Sid? Shoosh! Which brings Shoosh. us to our tag team title match tonight: the Alpha Academy Triple Threat Three Way. For the uh, Raw Tag Team Championships, as I said, Alpha Academy, the champs, RK Bro, Owens and Rollins. Two of these teams, I assume, are going to fall to pieces following this. I'm actually really intrigued to see how this plays out. Uh, Sige, is this the end of RK Bro tonight? Possibly. I know that was a wonderful segue, but I have one more point to make. <laughs> I've, certain, I've, always, I've always said there's, there's simply so much variety on AW shows that it's impossible to not like something, yet people out there will hate all of it because of the initials. Like, just watch Wardlow. <laughs> watch the ultimate Vince guy do the things that you either want to happen or convince yourself happen that aren't happening. The ultimate Vince guy, power move dude, looks like a million bucks, great body, powerhouse, a WWE wrestler booked by a better company. Just watch Wardlow. You, you cannot make any excuses to why you shouldn't like him. You cannot perform any mental gymnastics about this Wardlow fella. I will say this very quickly about that, as you mentioned it. I'm, I'm not best pleased with Wardlow for his actions on the paper, obviously. But I will say I'm a bit annoyed I'm not in the office, although it's nice to just be laying in bed following that pay-per-view to record this pod, right? But I really wish I was sat in the office with you so I could say that when him and, I think it was Powerhouse Hobbs, ripped apart a ladder, I got a... It was one of those where it's like, why are you just going up the ramp? There are two perfectly working, serviceable ladders in the ring. And then I realized, oh, they've gimmicked one so they can do that spot. And I'm thinking, it makes no sense. Bit stupid to do, but it's tits. It is tits. Anyway, friggin' raw, friggin' raw. Look, I've got... This is actually a good storyline they've built. No, genuinely, genuinely, I'm invested in this match. This is probably the wrong tone, uh, the wrong time to go on such a rant that msg thing just oh god <laughs> this genuinely should be good for a few reasons if in fact austin is going to do something with kevin owens at least 
this match. They don't have to play default baby faces because they can't do an unusual heel versus heel match because that would go beyond their format, their checklist of the things that have to happen. You can have two heel teams. In fact, it would be better if you have two heel teams in this triple threat match because you can have Riddle bravely fighting from underneath against the combined dickheadedness of Alpha Academy and Rollins and Owens. So you don't have to do the thing last week where it's like, oh, my new favorite babyface tag team. Oh, one of them has to be a heel to face Austin. That's ridiculous. <laughs> so you get the, the, the ring psychology correct in this match. We know from the various permutations and the talent involved, but it's never the case with the talent. It's what they let these talents do. The precedent for the various matches we've seen between these three teams has been genuinely very good to even great at points. So I expect this to be an excellent match. There are loads of directions they can go. And there's always the, the cloud of uncertainty or whether, and you've asked me this question, whether tonight is the night that it ends abruptly for RKO. It would be the most WWE thing possible, right? If on the eve of WrestleMania, bear in mind what a championship is meant to do for your career in the fiction and in reality. It would be so WWE if, right, there's a new Intercontinental Champion on SmackDown. His name is Ricochet. He, uh, he's not going to have a match at WrestleMania because the former champion is more important. Backwards. Totally <laughs> backwards. So on that basis, it would be very, very, very WWE if, in fact, tonight, the champ, the people who don't win a title get something more important to do than the retaining champions at WrestleMania. There's more chance of Riddle and Orton being on the show than like in a match um, against each other than there is of them just sort of, oh, well, like RKO and Riddle, they do funny television segments, so let's not break them up yet because they just emphasize the importance of singles wrestling more than tag team wrestling. So I suspect that the RK bro thing, if it doesn't happen tonight, when Riddle and Orton fail to win the championships, it's heavily teased as happening imminently beyond tonight. But yeah, I expect Alpha Academy to retain. For them as champions to do nothing or something relatively unimportant at WrestleMania, making way for the Riddle RK bro thing. So it's weird and bad that you can't have any faith in multiple optimum outcomes for this. It'll only really benefit in terms of getting on the card and the team that loses. But I think this should pulse with drama and unpredictability and great work. I think you uh, cannot mess this up now. Yeah. You work a ripper of a match. You put Riddle in the face and peril role. You have him kind of mess up and just kick out of wins. And then right at the finish, despite 20 minutes of just an excellent performance. He's the guy who takes the fall, but you can't think less of him, dot, 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 unless you're a sociopath like Randy Orton, <laughs> yeah. who chins him afterwards. This is so easy. It's so easy to get right. You get Riddle over as the baby face. You amplify his baby face characteristics and his excellent work in an excellent match that's actually been built towards. And then it stings all the more when you are delighted by this dude's performance when he gets just turned on. It's easy. It feels like one of the most open, open goals that 
uh, WWE and especially Raw has had in a long time. We talk obviously all the time about Roman Reigns, SmackDown, and obviously now the addition of Brock Lesnar to that title picture. This side of things, I think they've done really, really well recently. I will, I will, you know, ruffle their hair and give them a bit of a backhanded compliment because you've got obvious things spinning off this. Like you say, Owens and Rollins can just fail. They don't have to necessarily blame each other, but you can split them up or not and just, just say, you say, send Owens off to do either a segment or a match if you can throw enough money at Austin at WrestleMania. I'm not sure exactly what they're going to do with Rollins, but he's Rollins, you know. I'm sure they'll find something spectacular for him to do. Alpha Academy can go off and have a rip. Spectacular. Well, just, I don't know. I, I don't know what they're going to do with him. I don't know what's on the docket right now. I'm just doing a bit. Yeah, Alpha Academy can uh, can go off and have a rip with the Street Profits, which should be given more time probably at WrestleMania. And then, okay, bro, like you say, it's so obvious. I would do the split tonight, and I know he doesn't watch it, so there's no point pointless me referencing it. But you've got the blueprint for this in Champer and Gargano split in NXT. Riddle can even do the spot of saving Randy from some horrific bit of, eh, you know, Monday Night Raw offense. So it's not going to be a ladder to the face. But I don't know, getting getting trucked by Otis. He pushes Randy out of the way and he eats that for him. And like you say, Riddle can take the fall after fighting valiantly. And then show goes off the air with, Owens and Rollins arguing backstage. Alpha Academy celebrating. Thank you with the title on the ramp. Uh, thank you. And Randy and, and uh, Randy and uh, Riddle, you know, commiserating each other in the ring. And it's, it, you know, they've teased it a few times. Randy can help Riddle to his feet and then just spike him with an RKO. And we know Riddle can take it well. It just, yeah, it feels so straightforward. Main event, main event. T- title match for the tag titles. We're in rarefied air here, but yeah, fair play to them. They've worked really well to build this siege. Yep. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Before we go any further, though, this show is sponsored by BetterHelp. Now, we all carry around different stresses. They can be Big life worries or just, you know, little things like your favorite wrestler not being used properly. The thing is, when we keep them bottled up, it really can start to affect us negatively. 
Therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever is weighing you down. It is really helpful too for learning positive coping skills and how to set boundaries. Therapy basically empowers you to be the best version of yourself. So why not give better help a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and best of all, suited to your schedule. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com slash whatculture today to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash whatculture. Right, uh, one thing they sort of weirdly did last week was back-to-back heel turns. We'll talk about the the biggest one, I suppose, first, and that is Edge, who uh, finally got his WrestleMania match, AJ Styles accepted, and then Edge went for the glowing weak spot in AJ Styles, which is his cack and ballocks. Um, And he's going to address his attack. He's going to address his heinous actions, according to WWE.com tonight, Sige. Um, Yeah, you know, I know you're not a fan of spotlight, big vein on the forehead edge, but is this something you've been thinking that they need to do for a while? I.e., the heel edge is the best version of edge, or at least it was. What do you reckon? Yeah, it was. <laughs> it was the best version of edge. This monologue, intense edge who moves around as if to appear unhinged when he just looks like, you know, when you sleep funny on your neck. Yes. And it kind of goes like with one shoulders up and he kind of askew. That's what he looks like. He looks like an old man who um, gets out of bed funny and <laughs> is very intense. Look, it's like, it's like the curve again. At the very least, they're not going to give him the boilerplate. Each and every one of you made me do this mm. like they give to Damien Priest. I mean, they repeated beat for beat last week, the heel turn, so maybe they will, but I think they, they, they know that edge is above it. It's just some bollocks to get the, the rank and file to say. What we're going to get here is edge. And, you know, in, on people will like this. And people like this delivery. I don't. They will say something to the effect, and it will all be in the noblest of intentions. Something to the effect of AJ. You don't realize I have to become this version of myself to beat you because you're so great and all the rest of it. Very noble. It all exists in my head and my prediction to ultimately put over AJ Styles as a threat that Edge feels like he has to go to that place Mm. to beat. And I don't know, AJ in response, I'm going to that place too. And they can work some kind of where both incredibly intense and serious about how this match is. And they don't tell a story. They just talk about how intense and how great the other one is. It's not a story. It's not a story. It's a premise stretched out over some fairly risible um, promo exchanges. Yeah. For now, I'm just like, cool. Well, this is going to be a banger of a match at WrestleMania. And I don't, the, the roles have been defined. Babyface and heel. Just, just have the match. <laughs> That's kind of how I feel about it. Like you say, I, I know we're going to because it's man and hour. We've got three hours to fill. I don't need a lot more talk about this. Edge has decided that, you know, he wants the best version of AJ Styles. And the way to do that is to twat him in the head a few times with a chair. He wants um, to go to that place. Indeed. 
I, I to think, that place. You know, often they listen to this podcast before, obviously before Monday Night Raw, and they, they, sat there, they make some notes and they think, oh, it's probably better than what we've booked. So here's a little, little thing for them. AJ can come out and say, hey, why did you do that? I liked you, mate. Hey, I always liked you. I was always a member of the On This Day community. <laughs> there you go. You got me. You got me. Um, you mentioned him. Uh, what do you reckon they can do with Damien Priest? Just, just say, oh, I've gone to the Damien side of myself and set up. I mean, I don't know whether they set up. Ideally, you're a hot potato the US title. Not that it matters, like you say often, but I just, just pretend. And ideally, you may be hot potato the title back to Damien Priest. So yeah, that... cheating to summon the demon. What's yeah. the next talking point? That's, I mean, that's like Damien Priest <laughs> is... is is the bad guy. Um, I, I, I we got anything else to just say about this. I think you just nailed it. Yeah. What's the next talking point, mate? Well, one other thing I wanted to mention as well, because we're doing, you know, a little bit of fallout from, from last week. I had an idea um, because, you know, in, the, in terms of the women's title picture, you've obviously got uh, Becky Lynch defending against Bianca Belair at WrestleMania. And they did that. Every time it's bonkers, but it's 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 a brilliant go-to thing. Amazing hair whip spot last week. So I think because Becky Lynch is, you know, the it's in her head is oh, you know, I'm the man, I'm the best, blah blah blah. I'm the best. Triple reality, She's a bit. She's a bit of a whiner. So I think this week she should come out with like a really like overly dramatic taped midsection or. You know, I don't know, just just uh, like a like a body brace or something to really oversell getting whipped with the hair, and then she should campaign that Bianca Belair effectively to lead to WrestleMania, where obviously the referee gets distracted and we just get the spot anyway because it's mint. She goes and campaigns to authorities or whatever that Bianca Belair's hair whip is a, a foreign object or should be shouldn't be allowed or whatever. And maybe to demonstrate that point, she has a match tonight with some goober and puts a lead pipe in her hair and says, well, she can use her hair, I can use my... Again, more physically impossible stuff. How is she going to do that, little Vaughn? That, hey, you know what that is? Not my problem, pal. <laughs> I did notice they dwelled on Becky's indignant body language as she was pointing at the thing. So there could be something to her campaigning to outlaw the whip. But it's not like the diamond ring where you can just obscure the referee's attention and then hit it because it doesn't make a sound. It's a pretty noticeable thing. Um, That's it. So in the, in the interim weeks, Bianca Belair goes, well, no, I'm going to use the her whip. So I'm going to train the audience to, when I go for it, all clap simultaneously so the ref can't hear the hair whip there you go <laughs> well, they hear the clap yeah but the ref, the ref doesn't know that that's what it is he's just heard oh they just really like one particular moment and there's just a big old single single clap rest. <laughs> I need to get some more sleep I'm sorry you could like bump him so he's like oh I'm unconscious a bit and then do it <laughs> and then do it and he comes to and it's like eh, KOD What's that mark on your stomach? Never mind. One, two, three. See you later. Let's go home. 
Yeah. This show sucks. Well, it may be boosted, Michael Sidgwick, by the return of a WWE legend this evening. Jerry Lawler's coming back. Why? Well, did he not? I don't know why he's, uh, he's, he's got his dates mixed up. See, what's happened is he saw that Alexa Bliss was coming back to Raw, and he's like, <laughs> I'll have a bit of that, GR. And uh, he's realized, oh, my God, they don't know how to book. So he's realized, hang on. So, so Alexa Bliss is coming back. Oh, isn't that funny how these things work out? He has to get his seat and then uh, pull up next to Alexa Bliss on commentary um, by sitting on his chair. Um, but unfortunately for him, she, I don't think she's booked because I've got a clue what to do. David said Alexa Bliss's journey back to Raw, okay? Um, so she hasn't actually been on Raw yet. She's just been in Elimination Chamber. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then she's promptly disappeared. And according to her Twitter, she just doesn't know when she's back. She might be working. She might be ready to come back now. Um, as for Jerry Lawler, why have they announced him? Is he going to get beat up by a heel and a baby face is going to like... Well, this is what I was just thinking. I was, just, I was trying to get it straight in my head and I was like... Maybe you do something with Owens and Rollins, but it's just muddy in the water. Just keep them involved in the tag title picture. And then I was like, oh, on the docket, these two things actually work together. So they can say, please welcome back the legend, one of the greatest United States champions, not a US champ, but a champion from the United States ever. And then Damien Priest can go, oh, don't say that to me. Don't please (laughs) remind me about that. And then I know, don't know. The Damien side kicks the crap out of Jerry Lawler and then the Finn Balor has to make the save. It would have to be the Damien side because I would wager that Jerry Lawler and a priest would um, get on famously. <laughs> why, why laughing? He's, uh, he's a religious guy. Finally, Michael Sidgwick, as we wrap this up. <laughs> Uh, how much are you looking forward to the Miz's homecoming party with Logan Paul? Very little, because what's going to happen is they're going to do some talking, half for a two-thirds of which is going to be reciting, um, we'll list Miz's Wikipedia accomplishments. Yep, yep, yep. They'll talk about Logan Paul's subscriber count and his sham boxing record. So they'll just do a lot of exposition, a lot of um, Wikipedia stuff, and the Mysterios will probably send them scarpering away. We've reached the mid-roll, I'll, mid-roll ad, haven't we? Oh, but way, way past that. Great, greatly, greatly past that. Yes. So Our bad news for tomorrow, the frigging alarm's doing that thing again. Oh, fantastic. Someone said, uh, I think the popcorn's done while we were doing the stream last night because they could hear all the beeping. I like the idea of them being like, uh, like you say, YouTuber and professional boxer, brackets, professional boxer with an 0-2 record. Let's not forget. He lost to KSI. He lost to Floyd Mayweather. So he's as much of a boxer as I am. I could go in there and get beaten twice. I just don't want to. Um, And yet somehow he's the more likable of the Paul brothers. But yeah, thankfully they've realised 
he's still a knobhead and he fits perfectly. I think, you know what? People say what they say about this celebrity stuff. I think they've I think they've absolutely nailed a lot of the celebrity stuff this year. Johnny yeah. Knoxville in a match, Pat McAfee in a match with Austin Theory. As like you say, we're gonna get some bonkers Vince McMahon bump, no doubt, in there. And yeah, I couldn't think of anyone better to align with the Miz than Logan Paul. Logan Paul is an incredibly uh, athletic individual, let's say. So I'm sure he can do some great stuff. And yet, I'm kind of rooting for them against the Mysterios, which is probably not the right way to think about things. Possibly not. Look, I've got no doubt whatsoever that Logan Paul could cut, and indeed has in fact cut in the past, a phenomenal professional wrestling promo. Professional wrestling promo. Mm -hmm. This is not a professional wrestling company. Uh, I will say this. I'm in a very good mood for celebrities in wrestling. Do you know why, Sige? Because uh, whilst we were faffing about in the office last night ahead of the pay-per-view, we had a lovely bit of a reminisce, me, Phil, Andy, and, and Michael Hamlet, who got the clip, of one of the best, um, let's just say unscripted moments, shall we? Because you, we all know when they let the celebrities go out there, they kind of get a free reign. And Logan Paul is, well, judging by his YouTube history, unpredictable, let's say. Um, and whilst the Cleveland homecoming party, wherever it is, is just going to be, you know, the usual bollocks with maybe some goo chucked in there. Um, do you remember the uh, when the Ball family were involved on Miss TV and LeVar Ball? Tremendous, tremendous. They give a hot mic. And this leads me to believe they might actually do something worthwhile with Logan Paul. They give a hot mic to um, people who shouldn't have one. Mm. And the people who should have them, like... John Moxley, for example, just off the top of my head. Don't get him. He was in that segment. Uh, don't give him a script, but give him a script. Oh, you mean that one? No, no, the other way around. Mm. Why that way around? Sound insane. <laughs> that reminds me, if you haven't done so already, do submit a five-star review review of something short, crap, and wrestling rated for us to review instead of a god-awful segment on non-raw tonight. And I don't think anyone's ever suggested the ball segment, and it is low-key one of the favourite spots to watch in the office with myself and the Dadley boys. Um yeah, probably repeated for obvious reasons. Yeah, but of course. The madness of LeVar Ball is I'm gonna go and watch it again. I love it. So if you want to suggest that we've watched it before, we'll watch it again. We'll gladly talk about it. So go and suggest that. Uh, and subscribe to What Culture Wrestling wherever you get your podcasts from for daily wrestling podcasts. Uh, and you can let us know your thoughts ahead of Monday Night Row tonight. On Twitter at What Culture WWE. Watch they can follow both of us. You can follow Michael Cedric at M Work. And as he said, you can get his brilliant takes all about AEW Revolution right now at WhatCulture.com. You can follow me on Twitter at Adam Wilborn. Follow us all at What Culture WWE. Uh, and myself, the Daddy Boys, we'll be back reviewing Monday Night Raw tomorrow. So subscribe to What Culture Wrestling wherever you get your podcasts from to get that in your feed as soon as it is released. But for now, this has been the Raw Preview. My thanks to Michael Sidgwick. Thank you for joining us. And we will see you soon. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello? Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started.
Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.